This is Rock Cape Town's podcast. Thank you so much for listening in today, and we hope this sermon brings life to you. Here's today's message. We're going to quickly go to the Word of God as you are taking your seat. Um, Spirit and life is our topic today. We're going to be talking about that. Spirit and life. Remember last week we spoke about the importance of the power of God in our lives. That the gospel, this gospel, powerless. Amen. For us to push the enemy, we need that power. Amen. We're going to be looking at the few things, especially talking about that power. Remember, we are here in this thing to win. We are in this world to win, not to lose. We are following in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus who came here 2,000 years ago, dealt with everything he needed to deal with, and we know that at the end, he won. Amen. When he left for the heavens, he left us with the same power. He gave us the same power so that we may overcome. We are here to win. We follow in his footsteps. And remember, before Jesus came, we did not have a chance against the enemy. Now we have. That's why you do not, you're not supposed to be by yourself. Do not allow yourself to be alone. Christ said, I will not leave you alone. I will leave you with the Holy Spirit that has power. Let's look at the few scriptures because I believe that um, from now as a church, if we read, let's quickly go to the book of Acts chapter 1, reading from verse 8, the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You know, Ubas relax. I know that people like to relax. Unfortunately, if you, or when you decided to choose to be part of the church or the part of Christ as the body of Christ, then you have declared war against the devil. If you are sitting and not fighting, he is fighting. He is pushing you. He is pushing you. He will not rest until he utterly destroys you. That's why we need to continue with the fight and be ready. The Bible puts it clear if we read from the book of Ephesians chapter 6, it says that um, let us be strong in the Lord all the time. Let us be strong in the power of his might. It says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So please do not find yourself or get to the position where you are so weak, you feel so helpless, then the enemy will find an opportunity to destroy you. Now if we read from the book of first, the first chapter of Acts, we're reading from verse 8. If you may go there, we're going to read there. It says that, but you shall receive power. Look at your neighbor. Jesus said, you shall receive power. Amen. The first thing he said, here I'm organizing, I'm going, guys. I'm going to organize power for you. I'm going to heaven, so you shall receive power. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that. I know that you are glad that you can pray in tongues, but hey, let's go beyond that. Amen. He said, you shall receive but you shall receive power. This is the same Jesus who was living. And these guys were saying, Lord, if you can remain with us, please don't go. Because they understood that the importance of him 
around them, the power that he had, the authority that he had. He had authority, he had power. So they enjoyed him with his authority and with his power. And he said, you know what, I'm leaving, but I'm going to arrange for you to have the same power. Have the same power. He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. This power depends on the Holy Spirit upon you. Amen. When the Holy Spirit is upon you, you shall receive what? Power. When the Holy Spirit leaves you or you leave the Holy Spirit, what is happening? The power leaves. Because the power is connected to the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. It is connected to the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I know that you go through some difficult times, things happen, bad things, and sometimes things that threaten our lives. But you know what? We have that power. Let's use that power. Let's not allow the devil to kill us when we have an option. That is the power of God. I want us to look at the few scriptures, especially looking at the troubles that came, came over Israel and how these guys complained to God, how these guys thought God left them, but we know that God will never leave us. He will always hope, even if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, even if we are away from his presence, God will always hope that we come into his presence so that we may have that power all the time because we need that power all the time. Now you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judah and in Samaria. You know, to be a witness of Christ, you need power. Amen. I know that those who are involved in evangelism, you need power to win people over to Christ. It doesn't just happen. It's a miracle. Because you have to push the devil that is holding those people. You have to first deal with the enemy, deal with the devil, deal with all the principalities of this world before you can win over that person. So winning a person to Christ, delivering a person to Christ, delivering a person from the world to Christ, seeing the person being liberated from the power of the enemy, we need power. That's why Christ said, before you can go and be my witnesses in Kailita, in Sunset Beach, you need that power. You need to be filled with that power. We cannot even try to bring people to Christ without that power. It is so dangerous because there is just so much in the spiritual realm that you do not see. And the power of God has to deal with whatever. The power that lives in the inside of us has to deal with whatever is around the people in the, in the spirit and that we can win those people. Even if you deal with the illness, it's not just going to go until there is a power encounter. So we need that power encounter all the time. Before the people come to Christ, they need the power encounter. I know that some of you, you don't know that before you came to Christ, there was a power encounter. There was a struggle. It, was, it didn't just happen. There was a struggle. Usadana didn't just let you go. He will never let you go. He will never let the sinners go. As a matter of fact, even you, he still challenges you. You are in Christ. The devil is never going to give up on you. He will always challenge you all the time until he wins you over to his kingdom. So we're not, dealing with, we're not just dealing with a kingdom that is powerless. We're dealing with a kingdom that is powerful, the kingdom of the enemy. But remember, 
Christ said that he that lives in the inside of us is greater in power than the one that lives in the world. The spirit of God that lives in the, in, in the inside of us is greater in power. Now I want us to look at the few scriptures. I know some of you, you will identify with Samuel. You, you know Samuel from, from the Bible. He was visited by God. You know, it, can, it, it happens sometimes that things happen in your life. Now the angel of the Lord visited Samuel. If we, if we may read from the book of um, uh, it's Judges chapter 6. Gideon was visited by the angel. And the angel visited him and said that, you know, God has a plan. You know, Uchitlobazalele always has a plan. Even if you're in trouble, it doesn't matter how you got into, into that trouble. It might be your fault. It might be the attack from the devil. It might be the test from the Lord. I know that sometimes we get ourselves in trouble and we say, hey, it is an attack from the devil. But you allow that attack from the devil yourself. You open the door for the devil. So in the case of the Israel there, these guys, they were in trouble because of their sins. We know that. But God did not abandon them. God said, you know what? I have a plan. I know that you went on and worshipped. You went on and served other gods, but I'm not going to abandon you. I have a plan to deliver. And he came to Gideon and said, Gideon, you know what? I have a plan, but you must be part of this plan. Let's understand. I know that some of you are praying that the Lord may come with his plan and deliver us and save us as the church and save you as an individual and save us as the city. You know that plan is there. God has a plan to save our city. God has a plan to get us to a better place. But you know what? We got to be part of that plan. We're not just going to pray and say, God, do something. Let the heaven move so that things may change. We got to be part of that plan. I want us to quickly read, if you will, um, if you will read from, from verse 13, it says, Gideon said, God said to him, Gideon said to him, oh my God, if the Lord is with us, uh, some of you are saying when you, go through some, when you go through some difficult times and some troubles, you say that to God. And he's saying to him, why then if you are with us, God is with you. If you are with us, why has this happened to me? He's asking, you have that question. All of us at some stage, you have that question. And now, and say, where are all his miracles which our forefathers told us about? Where are your miracles? These were genuine questions coming from Gideon that Lord we are harassed here by the Midianized. Where are you? Things are not going well with us. Where are you? We've been struggling. My business perhaps have been struggling. I've been going through some things. But where are you, Lord? I've been having this sickness in my body. Where are you? This is a question from Gideon. All of us who ask those, remember, we all go through trouble. And you know, sometimes... Uh, it, it was not in small letters or, you know, people when they read the contract, they don't read everything there. They just read those big that, you know, you're going to get this phone, it's going to be exciting, and, or you're going to get this car or all that. So those small prints, it was, in, it was never in the small print. God said you're going to go through some trouble. But be of a good cheer. Be of a good cheer. 
because I overcame the world. Be of a good cheer. He said that this is going to happen. Even David, when he spoke to David, he said, you know, David, there, there will be troubles. He said the difficulties will be there for the righteous. The righteous will have many difficulties. But I, as God, I have a plan already to deliver him out of all the difficulties. It doesn't matter where the difficulties come from, what caused the difficulties, but I have a plan. I wonder, we're going to be looking at the plan of God to bring about your answer, to bring about your deliverance, to bring about good things in your life. Remember, David said, eventually goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But so the better things are not behind us, they are ahead of us. But we've got to be the part of God. So Gideon here said that, Lord, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt, and now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Now, he was saying all these things because it was his reality. I know that today it might be a reality you are trying for all means and trying, and you may think like, Gideon, that the Lord has forsaken you. We know one thing that God doesn't forsake us. He will never forsake us. He's put it clear in the scripture that I will never leave you, nor forsake you. I will be with you always. Whether you are in trouble, in sickness, I will be with you. In trouble, I will be with you. But now God has a plan. Now if we read here, Gideon was like any one of us who will complain to the Lord about the things. He will complain to the Lord. And I know that all of you in this place, it doesn't matter if you have some good things coming from the Lord, you had your life going great, but there are things, there are things that you are asking yourself questions, you are asking God questions. But let's understand one thing, that God has a plan. So Israel had the troubles, and you have the troubles as well. It might be a small trouble, it might be a big trouble, that, that is overwhelming you, but the trouble will always be there. That's why God sent his spirit to set us free from the troubles. Now here, God has a plan. If we read, let's quickly read verse 15. God has a plan, and he said, he said to him, Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? I've been in this trouble. How can I get out of this trouble? How can I get out of this trouble? This is a question all of us have. How do I get out of this trouble? I've been trying. How do I get myself? You know, Klaus said, like in Mosiazamangazazongindle. Amen. You try to get out of that trouble. And the Israelites here, they tried to get out of their troubles. They tried to hide their harvest from the Midianites. They tried perhaps even to defend themselves, but they were so powerless. You know, there are some troubles that are so overwhelming that we're so powerless against. That's why we need what we called supernatural intervention or intervention through the power of God. All of us who know Apamandle to Apela Kona, Uchito comes with his great power. He comes with his great power. Now, now, if we read, it says that, oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Look at me, look at, look, look at yourself. No, he looked at himself and he said, Lord, look at me, all of us, you look at yourself. He said, look at me. Look at my background. Look at my background. Look at what I have. I cannot save Israel. I cannot do anything. I cannot save myself. 
I know that you're looking at, your, at yourself because remember, if God wants to deliver you, most of the time he will use you because you have to overcome whatever comes your way by yourself. The power is within you. You have to overcome that by yourself. Now Gideon did not see himself saving Israel. He looked at all his weaknesses. All of us who have our weaknesses. He looked at all his weaknesses, all his past failures. He looked at his background. If we read, he looked at his background. He said, Lord, look where I come from. I come from a family that is so weak, the family that is not even known among the Israel. So how can I serve? How can I save myself? Lord, here is a question that comes from Gideon. And we know that um, if we read verse um, 15, it says, Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in, Mas in, in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. But you, you, you know what? If we read verse 16, And Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you. Look at your neighbor. Said, Surely I will be with you. Now God said that you will not do it by yourself, but I will be with you. With my great power. Remember the Bible says that be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So now in fighting this. In fighting this. You see, the trouble is that when we stop fighting, we should not stop fighting. Because the devil will not stop until he destroys you. He will not stop until he destroys you. Let us not stop fighting. Let's try by all means. We will overcome the devil. So now, God is saying, I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Let me, as I talk to you today, whatever you are facing, you shall defeat. He's not saying, I'm going to do it on your behalf. He said, you shall Remember, for seven years, they've been dealing with the Midianites. I know that there are people here who've been dealing with things for years. Eh? Some for months. Uh, you, you know, sometimes you have even given up on that. You have even told yourself, oh, but you know what? I'm going to try to live with this. The, the, the Israel tried to live with the Midianites. They said, you know what? We cannot help ourselves. They tried to live with the Midianites. How do you live with your trouble they made some array, some, um, they, they, they changed the way they live. So now, when we know that these guys will come and destroy their harvest, so these guys, they try to go to the mountain and find some caves so that they can hide their harvest from the Midianites. They try by all means because the angel of the Lord found Gideon trying to trash the wheat and to hide it. So they learned, they accommodated in other words. They adjusted their lives so that they can live with that trouble. So I know it, it happens to all of us. That's why we must face our troubles because we cannot, it doesn't matter how long you've been living with that, but it's time to say, you know what? I'm not going to live with this. I'm going to fight every day. I know that all of you, you like the story of the lady who had the blood issue. For 12 years, she did not accept it. 
12 years, she did not accept it. The Bible tells us that she will go to that doctor and go to, she will go everywhere. Because she told herself, you know what, I'm not going to live with this. I'm not going to live with this. Don't accept what God did not give. It doesn't matter if this thing is about now for the next three years, but make sure that you fight. Make sure that you wake every day and tell yourself that it's here, it's visiting, it's going to go. I don't know why, but there will be that day when God visits me like he visited Gideon. There will be that day when God will come and he will show his great power so that I may get rid of this trouble. Because the Bible puts it clear that the trouble is for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. I know that the moment meant seven years for them. The moment for the lady who had the blood issue meant 12 years, but she did not give up. The important thing is that we must see the salvation of the Lord. Because God has a plan to deliver us. He has a plan to set us free. He always has a plan as he will never leave us, nor forsake us. Now Gideon, God says to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one. I want you to look at your Midianites today and say, you know what, you Midianites, I will defeat you as one man. One day I will defeat you as one man. All the trouble that you are looking at, you must tell yourself, because remember Basalwane, the victory begins in our mind. The moment we give up in our minds, we lose the battle. We can never lose the battle. Because we are in this thing to win. Amen. We are in this life to win. Because of the great power that our God has promised. He promised us that we will have this great power. So God said to him, Surely I will be with you you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. You shall defeat the Midianites as one man because God is with you. We know what happened with Gideon. That I want, that, I want us to make a decision like Gideon. When Gideon, Gideon was like, all of us who were so skeptic, okay, now you're coming, you say you're going to deliver me, but what happened for the last seven years? What happened? But he immediately changed his mind and aligned his mind with God, with the mind of God. And, said, and he changed his mind and said, you know what, God? Let's do it. This is something that we've got to do as Rock Cape Town. To say, you know, Lord, we, we know what happened in the past. We know we've been struggling. We know things haven't been happening. But you know what? Let's do it. Gideon stood up and said, you know what, Lord? Let's do it. Let's do it. The first thing we know that uh, happened after Gideon allowed God to use him to deliver the Israel is that the first thing, he got rid of some things that were of the devil. He got rid of the altar of the devil. You know, sometimes it happens, see, troubling for quite some time. There are things that sneak in, So these guys, they were so desperate that they thought that, you know what, let's try Now when God comes, those things need to go. 
so that the power of God will show itself powerful, will show itself mighty in your situation. So Gideon, by night, you know, people were so crazy about Baal. Did, it, did Baal help them? He did not help them. But he kind of provided a comfort. You know, sometimes Google doesn't materialize comfort, isn't it? They just comfort you. They don't help you. Now, Gideon, first thing, he woke up at night, 12 o'clock. He organized some few guys. Let's go destroy the altar of Baal. So that when these people wake up, they feel so vulnerable. They don't have Baal anymore. And now we will be able to show forth this power of God to them. Because our God is powerful. So this is what we got to do as the children of God. We got to remove all those false hopes and allow God, only God, to intervene in your situation, to intervene if it is deliverance that you are trusting God for. Allow God to intervene in your situation. Remove all other hopes, remove all other things. It might be things in your mind You've got to remove all those things in your mind and allow God, only God, and allow his great power. I know that you have answers, but why? Why did it have to be seven years? Why did it have to be so many years? Why did Aban Bebesleka, we're going through all of this. Why would But all we know is that Uchiko is saying now, here is my great power. You shall defeat the Midianites that you are facing. You shall defeat the Philistine in the case, in, in the case of Samson. You shall defeat whatever the enemy that you are facing today. Just believe in this great power of God. Just allow God to use you. Allow the power of God. So now here is the thing that you got to do. We got to believe only in Him. Because remember, one thing that the devil wants us, when you are in trouble, the first thing, he wants you to doubt God as it happened with Gideon. The first thing Gideon and all the generations who are living with Gideon, they doubted God because of their trouble. And we know that God works with faith. He had to revive his faith. But when the angel spoke to them, Gideon had to revive his faith, had to convince even other guys that, you know what, really, he had to convince his father, he had to convince everybody, he had to convince the 300 that, I know that you are disappointed for the past few years. It felt like but that's why we have to try God alone and God alone and go back and trust God. Revive our faith today because we know that the Bible puts it clear that without faith it is impossible to please God. It is impossible. I want us as, as we are closing, quickly go to the book of James chapter 4. We're going to read James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Just quickly go to the book of James chapter 4. The Bible says, please submit to God. It says, therefore, submit to God. We're reading from verse 7. So Gideon had to submit to God. He had to submit to God with all his, tra with all his complaints, all his troubles. He had to submit to God. 
He had to go back and submit himself to God. Allow God to deal with his head. He submitted himself to God and said, you know what, Lord? I am coming. But I know that you are the deliverer. You will deliver me out of all these troubles, as, as David has put it. I know when Abraham took his son to the mountain, he was also in his mind complaining, why would God want to take my son? Why would God want to take my son? But you know what? When he came down the mountain, he was celebrating because he saw the deliverance of the Lord. And I believe today that you will see the deliverance of the Lord through his power that rests in the inside of you. I know that you are hoping maybe somebody will come from somewhere. This is your hope. Somebody will. God never said, you know, Gideon, we're going to organize a guy from Congo who will come and deliver you. He said, it's going to be you. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, it's going to be you. Amen. I know you don't trust yourself. You so, say, yeah, I know I've been trying. I've been trying. I don't even have power. It's going to be you. You know, surprises will come out of this. People were so surprised when Gideon just came out. They were so surprised. He, he, he woke up and he was so brave. And the man was so surprised. And I know that is some of us in this place. We will surprise people. I look at yourself. I don't know how you look at yourself. But uh, you look at yourself, we're going to surprise people. You're going to surprise yourself. That's what happened with Gideon. Gideon, one day, when he had an encounter with God, he resurrected as a brave man. A man of Villa. And I believe today that God is raising the man of Villa. Those who had doubts here, God will resurrect the men of Villa in the inside of you. Warriors in the inside of you. Who will destroy the altars of Baal. Who will bring about the restoration in our city. Who will bring about reconciliation in our city. The people in your office will be surprised when you come on table. But we know it is the power of God. It is the power of God. It is the power of God. And today we believe in that power of God. That's why we're submitting to God. Don't mind the troubles that happen to you, all the failures, but just submit yourself into his mighty power. Now if we read it, says, therefore submit to God. Resist the devil. Resist. Resist every day. And he comes with his word. He comes with his insult. He comes with everything. You resist him. You do not allow him to speak to you. You do not allow him because he will never stop until you resist him. We resist him all the time. It is him again who said to Gideon, you know what, you guys, you've been struggling for seven years and now he comes. Here he comes. You think he's going to help you. But listen to that voice of God. God spoke to Gideon and said, Gideon, go with the mighty that you have. Go with the little strength that you have. 
That's why we're not waiting for anything. Because But it is the power of God that will deliver us. It is God that is in the inside of us. But what will change is the great power that comes with us. Let's stand as we are closing. We're going to be declaring today, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee away. We are here, we're, going to, we're resisting the devil. We're telling the devil that we are not going down. We're telling the devil that we're going to see the power of God today. We're going to see the mighty power of God. His power will be tangible because we know that the gospel that we are preaching is not only in word, but it is also in power. Come on, just lift your hands today. If you are standing, just lift your hands and begin to meditate on the word of God today.